0: I think that there's also life lessons that you can also teach to kind of promote them to get up on their feet and with you know, paying off some of their own college loans and stuff like that. And again, we're not in the business of telling people how to raise their children, but I think that there can be some valuable lessons there along the way.
1: Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. This is All Things Retirement. I'm Ben George. He's Anthony Alfo. Today, we got a good show. And I like this topic a lot, Anthony, because, you know, for whatever reason, many of us fall behind in terms of our savings, right? We don't save as much as we want, and we kind of get behind for retirement. But we don't want you to lose hope. There's always opportunities out there for you. There will be. And there are some opportunities for retirement's late bloomers, that we want to tell you about today on this show. And I think this is great because, Anthony, we talk about it. It doesn't matter kind of where you are in life. Sitting down and getting a plan in place, you might find out you're in a much better position than you ever imagined.
0: That's totally true. I I think it's, it's funny. There are a lot of people have a gut instinct feeling that they're not doing as well. And I would say oftentimes it's not as bad as they think. And everyone deserves to do the best with what they have going forward and not to well in the past I mean there's so many things that happened that in the moment looking back feel like you could have done better but in the moment you probably did the best with what you had at that time so let's not beat ourselves up and and move forward and, and do the best what we have going forward
1: yep so that is what we will try to do today and hopefully this episode will help you out and if you know, someone else that is getting close to retirement or just doesn't feel like they're in great shape, share this episode with them as well. We'd appreciate that. And uh, maybe we'll help them because our goal is always, and the goal of Cardinal Wealth is to educate, enlighten, and empower. And we hope this episode does that for you today. All right, let's hop into it here, Anthony. And I I, I love these different things we're going to go through. And I want to start off with um, our retirement accounts. You know, we're, we have kind of limits on these contributions we can make, Every year as we're working, hopefully we're hitting those in many cases. But if you, you aren't, you might be listening to this episode a little bit closer. The good news is as you get a little bit older, you're able to put in more money, right?
0: That's right. And and I'd say that most people find this in like 10 years to 10 days or 10 days before. And it, one story is kind of like, here's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm going to retire. I figured I should reach out to a retirement specialist to figure out what I should be doing. And on the other side, it's, you know, some type of life event like my kids are out of the house and or I paid off, you know, some debt or I have some new cash flow. I want to make sure I'm doing the best with what I have going forward. And one of the ones that we can turn to at 50 is, is being able to put away some extra money into an IRA or into a 401k where you can put in, you know, $1,000 more into your IRA or 6500 Dollars more into a, a 401k and you know looking at non-working spouse uh, you can set up an IRA for them in, in most cases or also beyond the extra in a 401k there's something called a post 86 account where basically you can a lot of times people max out their 401k by September well you can uh, a lot of 401ks have a post-tax account, not the same as a Roth, but you can basically put more above and beyond the 195 plus the 6500 dollars catch-up. So you something that you might want to just check with your uh, 401k company. And and another kind of catch-up that maybe goes unnoticed is the HSA account, uh, health savings account. It's another good one to uh, consider, especially if you're. 10, 15 years away, looking to save some extra money. Healthcare is going to be one of those big ticket items. So it doesn't hurt to start saving for that as well.
1: Yeah. So some chances are really kind of up your savings as you get closer to retirement, but you might be saying, well, I'm not, I don't have as much money to to add to that, right? I'm saving as much as I can right now. Well, there are some good news and some opportunities for you. Potentially the first one being, if you have children, there's a chance that they could be coming off the payroll, so to speak. Right? So college tuition that you might be helping with, or cell phone bills, car insurance, health insurance, even. All these things can be very expensive and can add up. But hopefully, as they're getting older, you're paying less and less, which frees up more to save.
0: It's funny. Sometimes you'll see it right in the meeting where people come in and they start, you know, we we promote doing a budget, but we understand that nobody wants to, like, delve into the Details and do an Excel spreadsheet. There are those people that have it all and track it all, but they're they're the unicorns out there. Uh, most people don't really want to live by a budget, but when we start to delve into it and just kind of kind of big bucket it, like okay, what's the what's the big ticket items we got? The mortgage, um, maybe some typical debt, other debt payments, and then kind of you know what are we spending kind of to have fun and hobbies and stuff, and then it comes down to the children. <laughs> And it's amazing. Like uh, I gotta get Cindy off this. I'm still paying her <laughs> cell phone bill. Like what? You know, we're still paying. And and you'd see it in the, in that meeting where they're like, we gotta get them off this payroll. So you know, between that or whether it's college education, it can add up. Where next thing you know, like wow, it's like two thousand bucks a month. You know, or it just happened where they're finally off the payroll and they're like, yeah, we have two thousand dollars of extra money. Or actually, that's two thousand dollars less on our retirement budget that we that we actually uh, really need so it can become a big a big number over time and it it can be an opportunity for those people who are still have you know 10 15 years left to uh, save
1: yeah that's it, you don't realize how much it adds up over time right or you just you just kind of forget about all the little things that add up and, and it can it can really be a pretty significant number and it, so, listen we're all kids too Anthony right yeah. we'll, we'll milk it as long as we can
0: right? <laughs> well absolutely and and it sometimes you do want to continue to help them and, and help them as long as along the way. and sometimes you know it makes sense to even think like can we do it a little bit better? Does it make sense to bundle the cell phone or add keep them as your health insurance on your plan? Does it make sense to maybe help pay for it but allow them to get their own plan? So it's not as big of a family plan underneath your own who are typically a little bit more expensive. So there's there can be savings in there too. Um, depending on how it's set up from a if it's the cell phone or car insurance or health insurance as well and I think that there's also life lessons that you can also teach to kind of promote them to get up on their feet and with you know paying off some of their own college loans and stuff like that and again we're not in the business of telling people how to raise their children but I think that there can be some valuable lessons there along the way
1: yeah there's no question Another spot where you can maybe free up a little bit more money, too, same kind of along the same lines is you know, hopefully your debt is going away a little bit. Um, you know, you're know, you paying off those credit card bills or your mortgage. Um, there's a lot of debt payments that you have over time. But hopefully as you get older, that's coming off more and more, which, again, frees up money.
0: And if it's not coming off or, or if it's not totally gone, sometimes we'll go through the exercise and say, does it make sense to pull money out of this investment account to actually get rid of this debt? To free up more cash flow going forward for you, either to need say a lower budget to live off of, or to be able to save more now going forward, kind of rid yourself of the of the of the debt that can weigh you down over time. So everyone's situation is different. It de- obviously it depends. Are we sixty five getting ready to retire tomorrow, or are we you know fifty years old and have fifteen years to go? And just looking at it from a math standpoint, but then also kind of you know, are you going to go right back onto that credit card debt, you know, and, and looking and understanding it from a behavioral standpoint. But certainly seeing the college loans dropped off um, or we have a lot of um, doctors and, and nurses who have large educational debt and we see when they're in their late 40s that they're able to get that off of their shoulders and that's freed them up. So that can really create a lot of opportunity going forward for themselves and so that that is a that's a big one to be on the lookout for.
1: Yeah and again like just a reminder that he, just because you free up this money from your children or your debt you still need to be strategic and you still need to be disciplined with how you use that extra money. It doesn't mean you're going to automatically be in better shape. You still have to apply that towards and your savings.
0: That's a great point, Ben. I, I will say that we I also say well let's also allow you to enjoy this, right? You, I mean, coming from a doctor or nurse who's gone and done extra education, some of these loans feel like a a mortgage payment. And if you're going through the process of, you know, have paid off this debt, you should celebrate it. And and if you can, I'm not generally saying like, go and take all that money and just go apply it to, to savings. If you're that far behind, maybe you need to, but in many cases, you know, what type of life experiences can you create with that? What say some of the money, you know, take 20 or 25 percent of that, and save the other, you know, 75 or 50 percent, so that you're kind of accomplishing two things, right? You're you're you still can do a lot of great things with the money today, create experiences or help out your family, or and but at the same time, also be able to uh, save for the long run, and you can do that through analysis and see what the trade offs are. Of saving in all versus saving, you know, half or seventy-five percent of it, and uh, you know, make the right decision for yourself. Then going forward, all
1: right. Another spot where opportunity might await you is with your home, and I know a popular decision many people make in retirement is whether or not to downsize. So, you know, if you are planning to make that decision in retirement, maybe you go ahead and do it a little bit earlier. Say on that mortgage payment, maybe get rid of your mortgage altogether.
0: Definitely makes sense. Definitely something hard to do in New Jersey, unless you're coming from a massive home in New Jersey where you're going to downsize into something much smaller or a condo or plus fifty-five. There might be some savings there, but when you look at the tax situation uh, for property taxes, it, it's a it's it's very challenging in New Jersey. I'd say, yeah, that might be a little bit easier for our neighbors in Pennsylvania. And certainly Delaware, uh, for sure. But it is not a very easy thing. If you're somebody who's in the median home in New Jersey, which might be somewhere around the uh, you know, 250 or, or something in that, you know, I see it all the time. We looked and <laughs> what we saw below 250, it just makes sense for us to stay in our home. It's a tough one, really, in New Jersey without, you know, up and moving to a different state. And, uh, and sometimes that is the case, right, because the kids or grandkids are you know, somewhere else or they, w- they always wanted to move down south to some warmer climate um, or they really do want to try to make a dent and downsize and, and save. So, but I, I just know that this is one of the states where it's not quite as easy to downsize as people would think.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that is a bit of a challenge there. Um, but, you know, you never know. We're
0: you never know. It's, it. yeah. it's worth looking. Uh, there's certainly renting, which, again, is another one of those where, you know, rent you know, with COVID and people moving outside of Philadelphia and New York, there's been a big influx into certainly New Jersey suburbs. So that's you know, really propped up these prices. And, and the rental market is, is you know on fire as well. So it's something worth going through the exercise. And, you know, if you're going from a, a $1 million home down to a 500000 then, yeah, I can certainly see the savings there. But not as easy as you think.
1: Correct. Not as easy as you think. All right. Uh, one more. And I like this one because we've learned a lot over the last year and a half with COVID um, that we can work pretty much anywhere in many cases and in, in most professions. There just seems to be more opportunity now than there has been for anyone. So, you know, as you're getting towards the end of your career, just because maybe you decide you want to retire and, and leave the job that you're in now doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave the workforce altogether. There's some opportunities there to maybe make some more money, do some part time work, uh, some consulting, whatever it is from just about anywhere.
0: That's right. Uh, we recently helped one of our clients who retired to incorporate themselves to do part time work. Uh, By helping them incorporate, uh, we're able to set up additional retirement plan, help them have additional write-offs that they otherwise would have not had had they just kind of done it on their own as basically called a side hustle. So yeah, the twilight career, the side hustle can really uh, create additional lifestyle spend or it can help you continue to sock away more money or work more on your terms. So understanding it in some cases it makes sense to basically incorporate yourself and create your own little business to be able to provide additional write-offs and, and saving mechanisms. And in some cases it just makes sense to do it with another company that's going to give you the work-life balance uh, to be able to work from home and to be able to allow you to do things more on your terms. And there's a lot of those uh, opportunities out there, especially given the, the current employment market. There's a lot of employers that are going to be willing to work with you. And it's never too late to kind of start uh, planning of that. Even if you like, hey, I'm gonna probably work another five years in this, but I don't ultimately like to do that. Start putting a little bit of time into this each month or on the weekend to kind of build it out a little bit and see what's available, and maybe you can get there sooner, or you'll be ready to go when that time, when that time comes. And I think with everything we really just talked about now, um, anytime you do have some of these disappearing debt or downsize or kids coming off the payroll, I would systematize the savings mechanism as as much as you can. So you don't have to worry about trying to do writing it one big check at the end of the year, divide it by 12 and just save it on a monthly basis or save it biweekly, how you typically do with your paychecks, just so you don't have to think about it and, and your behavior doesn't really need to change. I think that's an important takeaway here as well. Yeah,
1: another great takeaway for sure. All right, let's uh, close it out. This is just a reminder, though, that there are some opportunities for you. You know, Be aware of that. And, and the best way to kind of figure out what might benefit you best is to work with a certified financial planner like Anthony that can help you through these things and sit down and put a plan in place. And, again, just because these opportunities are there, you have to seize them and take advantage of them. And it's going to just happen and fall into your lap. You actually have to take some action. But hopefully you'll do that and put yourself in a better position and allow yourself to catch up if you need to down the line. So best play to get in touch with Anthony, cardinalwg.com. That is the website for Cardinal Wealth Group. Or you can call them at 609-362-5512. All right, a couple of mailbag questions here on the show. Before we close things out, let's we'll start with Elizabeth, who says, I have a pension fund from a previous job in a different state that's just been sitting there for years. I had the option to take a lump sum and invest the money myself should I do that or should I just leave it where it is and get a monthly pension when I retire?
0: That's a great question, Elizabeth. It's a, it's a tough one and it requires just a little due diligence uh, on your end or, or with your advisor to give a call and find out what's possible. You know, run the scenarios and understand what do you get for a lump sum that you might be able to access today versus the different payout options that you might be able to get now or in the future at a future age date and understand what the different trade-offs are uh, sometimes it makes sense to take the lump sum because maybe of your health age time horizon or the amount of risk you want to try to take uh, or have full access to the money versus looking at the payout options where you know maybe you don't want to take as much risk or you have longevity on your side and you know, a good amount of a payout where it would take a lot more of a lump sum to create a similar type of payout. So those are kind of some of the trade-offs that you want to look at. And also, I would start off with a plan and so that you can kind of see it in a way that it makes total sense to you. And that's where I would typically go with with most of our clients on this matter.
1: All right. Great question, Elizabeth, and a good position to be in as well. All right, Oren is our last question here. It says, for years, I've had half of my money with one broker and half with someone else. They're both nice guys, and I thought it would be good to get advice from two different people. But now it just seems confusing. Am I better off to have it all in one place?
0: That's a real tough one, Oren, because I, I do feel for you. It's You never know, right? You, there's number one, there's a lot of different ways to invest or, or to plan, there's no not necessarily one way to do it all. And so, one, each advisor could be showing you a different way to go and they both are correct. On the other side, you could have each advisor knowing that you're working with another advisor and maybe not just trying to blow up the other advisor's plan in, in some ways and, and making you feel kind of squeezed in the middle. So, you know, I, I think generally speaking, it, it makes more sense to just work with one person. If you're kind of more astute and really good at asking questions and kind of to be able to understand the point of view of each person you might be able to kind of navigate it with two advisors but otherwise it's, it's going to be tough I think and, and you're already feeling that squeeze so it might be a good idea to kind of figure out maybe one direction overall or let one person do the planning and the other person can manage the money that type of setup if you know if that makes more sense.
1: Yes. Thank you, Oren, for that. And if you ever have a question for us, best way to send it to us is the website cardinalwg.com or call Anthony as well. You can discuss any of the opportunities we've talked about on this podcast, 609-362-5512. And again, if you know someone that is getting close to retirement, then you think this might help them out learning about these opportunities. Please let them know about the podcast as well. Share it with them. And uh, help them download it. Alright Anthony, we'll close it out on that note. I encourage everyone to please subscribe to the podcast. We'll have a couple more coming up. And Anthony, this is the last podcast officially of twenty twenty one. Hard to believe I've enjoyed it
0: this year. It flew by, yeah. Thanks. Thanks again for everything. Have a great Christmas and New Year's, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side of uh twenty two.